I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, escalating discussions on Dennis Smith Jr. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Oh, my. Um, these are the days, man. You just um, – we had we had different plans for tonight's pod. Um, you kind of just proceed with caution. Um, yeah, shout out to your dad. He got bumped today. Yes, yes, my dad was bummed. Was bummed. He might. He still might make an appearance. He's here for a few more days, maybe later in the week, um, after some of this dies down, if it does. Um, but man, it, it's a it's uh, an intense time right now for the Mavericks and for the fan base and for um, just everything that's happening right now. But um, it's something we didn't. Um, something we we saw coming for the most part and that could be happening at the time of recording this it is 10 10 p.m uh central time so nothing has officially happened uh yet but um yeah on monday <laughs> on monday night yes yeah. monday night that's important to know especially for our international listeners um so yeah, so this whole story is what we're going to talk about all the, this whole podcast. We're going to discuss this Dennis Smith Jr. stuff. We're going to go through the entire Woj story. We'll talk about Orlando and Phoenix. We'll talk about the assets that they have and which you know trade would be best. And we're assuming that this is going to be a, a longer thing, so we'll have more time to talk about more angles and things like that. And uh, you know where to come. You know you'll see a whole bunch of podcasts bringing out a bunch of different episodes about this probably, but you know exactly where to go. The, the people that have been with you this this whole time, even through the the Yogi Ferrell days, the uh, oh Yogi, Jonathan Gibson, the Jonathan Gibson days, all that stuff. So <laughs> here it is. Let's just bring out the whole story. Let's do it right now. The tweet from Woj. If you didn't see it, if you're not on Twitter, I know a lot of you guys aren't. The Dallas Mavericks are escalating discussions to find a trade for point guard Dennis Smith Jr. League sources tell ESPN. Phoenix and Orlando have engaged in ongoing talks with the Mavs. Smith Jr. has set out three straight home games with what team has has termed a sore back here's the whole story let's just read it right now two teams in pursuit of guard phoenix and orlando have been an active talks with mavericks dallas has set out smith for three games what franchise deemed sore back there's motivations with the organization and smith jr to find a new home for him league sources say smith was the number nine overall pick 2017 nba draft okay if you listen to uh if you listen to pod save america any of their podcasts uh, there's a show called Love It or Leave It on there, which I enjoy several times. Uh, it, it depends. It depends on who's on there. But I, I do enjoy that podcast. They have this game that they play called OK Stop. And they will play a clip. And whenever you want them to stop and discuss part of it, you'll say OK Stop. So I'm going to do this OK Stop. Um, I thought it was interesting, Isaac. And tell me if you think it is or not. There's motivation with the organization and Smith Jr. to find a new home for him. Yeah, so uh, after the Warriors game, uh, I got home and I, I talked to Nick, and we um, there's a bunch of different conversations. Obviously, there's a bunch of people who go to these games and stuff, and uh, just off some things that I talked about and uh, with some people that um, 
Yeah, there were some just with the whole Dennis Smith timeline that it could be, uh, and it's it's crazy uh, because of how this uh, how quickly this has turned around. But Nick and I talked, and I was like, there is a um, strong you know possibility that something might happen before the deadline, and um, so this. Uh, this transpired tonight with Woj dropping uh, with Woj dropping this, and you know if sometimes I, I I tread lightly. Obviously, Nick introduces me as a contributor to Mavs.com, so I write for the team in, in a freelancing role. I'm not a full time guy. I'm not a full time staff or anything like that. But there's a lot of conversation stuff happens, so I tread lightly when we talk about this, and I I want to talk about as much as I can, but with the with the focus on Woj saying, and I'm glad Woj brought this out so I can actually, we can talk about this uh, some, um, and Dennis Smith Jr.'s side. There's a lot of people uh, seeing this tweet tonight and saying they're so upset with the Mavericks. They're so upset from, oh my gosh, why are they rushing everything? Why Cuban better not screw this up again. Why are they this and this and this and that? Uh, there is motivation, like Woj says, there's motivation from both sides. Um Yes, uh, he is. Dennis Smith Jr. is out right now with sore uh, back tightness. Or, and I, I yes. love that they said what team has termed a sore back. Yes. Um, so there's that. And uh, so there, there is motivation from both sides with that. The Mavericks have been very open in their stance with Mark Stein and everybody saying, hey, we want to give this time. But there is... When one side wants to give it time, there's there's obviously another side too. And Lukic has changed everything. We've said this on this pod a thousand times. And people came at us with their DSJ, like thinking we were hating it. And it's never been about that. We love Dennis. We love him as a player, as a, as a guy, like as a dude. And I think he is going to excel in this league and be a very good player. But when you get Luka, it changes it all. Like they couldn't, you can't, you can't predict that you're going to get Luca a year early. So when you take Dennis and then Luca comes along, you have this chance to get this once in a play, you know, generation player in Luca. Like you take that and then you figure out the rest of the stuff out later. And that's where they're at now. And that's where the whole DSJ conversation, we, we did a pod when they played Orlando and we talked about Mo Bamba and Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. And how fans where how fans were bringing up this type of, you know, this trade speculation on Twitter. And we talked about it, and people came at us so hard about that. <laughs> and uh, and we're like, whoa, whoa, we're not saying, like, any, it's nothing about that. It's just these are the two different type of timelines that the Mavericks can go down. And sometimes it's not all about the team, that the player in his camp and his people, that to each their own, and it's their right too, they have a say-so in that too. And they can play their cards also. And that's where you see, like I can reference Woj's report, that there is motivation from both sides of that. So it's just, you got to keep that in mind. It's not purely a Mavericks thing. It's not, he said, and both sides. I wouldn't say it's not purely a Dennis thing either. But there's obviously a fit and long-term view of this from both sides. Both sides. There's how both sides are going to play through with this in the long term that you got to keep both in mind. Yeah, and using language like Dallas has sat Smith for three straight games with the franchise has termed a sore back. Uh, and then it's but there's motivation with the organization Smith Jr. to find a new home for him. So it's like, yeah, Dallas 
maybe wanted to try this a little bit longer. Everybody was saying, like, if you try, if you think about it, where all of a sudden did this come from from Dallas to say, oh, now we're just want, now we want to trade him? You know, like, like you were saying, there has to be something that changed between Mark Stein's report a couple weeks ago and this report. And what has changed seems to be, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. side of it. It seems like it. Because the Mavericks just they all, unless they just completely changed, <laughs> and was it last? It wasn't. It wasn't last season. It was the season before. Um, Mark Cuban tried his darndest to make sure that Woj didn't report their draft pick of Dennis Smith Jr. before the time came. All the stories that have come out of Dallas have been through either Tim McMahon or. Uh, Mark Stein, you know, pretty much those those are the two main you know national guys, most plugged in guys right there. I would put Brad Townsend up there too. Eddie, you know, is obviously not on the beat anymore, but like we've said that a thousand times too. Mark Stein, Tim McMahon, Woj is the king daddy of the whole NBA. Okay, so whatever Woj says, like you get that. But Stein and McMahon are the most plugged in. Right. Guys. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not discounting his his story. Whatever Woj says is probably true. He's been wrong about things. You know. But like one out of a thousand things. You know. But yeah. But we have to look at this and try to figure out which side this came from. And I do not think that the Mavericks are very uh, open to leaking things to Woj. If we're just gonna go by that whole story that came out about the draft and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. There, there's two sides you can look at with that. Like, okay, well who leaked it? Um, yes. there, yeah. I think there, there's a, there's a Maverick side also saying, okay, what well, the Mavericks did let it out. Normally it comes through Stein or McMahon or something like that. McMahon did, uh, I think co-report contributed that, with, yeah, they yes, did it together, uh, with Woj and stuff. And, um, to where, or- he was featured on the track. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he was fe- he was featured on the track. So <laughs> where is this is this a way for the Mavericks to try to get other teams of saying, hey, like put in your final bids, basically. Um, if they had been or put your to starting team, bid in, yeah, and uh, this is their public stance of saying, hey, we're at least we're entertaining some things, blah blah blah. Even though there's some more stuff behind the scenes on that, but or is it like you were talking? Is it from Dennis's side? Is this a something that has been going on over the past week or so. And then if Dennis is wanting uh, his, if Dennis is wanting a fresh start in a new home and being a centerpiece on a young team, then this could be something that Dennis's camp leaks out and says, Hey, we're tired of waiting. <laughs> like, even though the Mavericks like, we want to give this time and stuff, we're tired of waiting on this role and what you, know, you want to change it because it, it comes down to like what, the two sides have to agree on what Dennis's role is going to be going forward. And if you are, and a lot of people are talking, is that true though? The what? Is that true though? We've seen over and over again, this player empowerment era where you don't have to agree on, you know, what a player is going to do and the player will just make a decision for the player. Or are you just talking about a basketball role? Uh, Like a basketball role to where if, you know, there was hope in the beginning, like, hey, we, we, you know, we think they, they both can work and stuff. But if, if a player in his camp is not on the same page as far as the team, if, if Dallas is sitting there saying, hey, we think you're still going to be a centerpiece of the future alongside Luca, but you're not going to be the centerpiece like we had you last year. We're going to take the ball out of your hands. We want you to be, you know, really focus on your defense. Yeah, we hey, can you, you play a... defense and not have the ball in your hand? Um, <laughs> we want you to... Yeah, we I want can you understand to be why Dennis might be upset with that. 
<laughs> we want you to be like a secondary ball handler. We want you to always be second and you know that type yeah. of thing like so in, in people you should have get one of those i am second shirts and those i am second <laughs> wristbands if you guys have seen those everywhere i love those shows uh or those videos Dan, and, uh, that's an excellent parody idea oh man oh no and uh and people so people have talked about that a lot and said hey they can work together yeah they can work together but it it, there there is a an agreement on both sides of what your role is going to be and that's where it's gonna um obviously the player can do different things we've seen over the past couple years to impose their will if they are in, in disagreement with organization different stuff like that and they can you know, there's ways around that stuff, but there's obvious, there's an obvious tension. There's an obvious disagreement right now, like Woj and stuff said of, Hey, there's this, it's just the fit. And we've said a thousand times, how long does Dallas want to test this out? And what it looks like now per Woj's reporting, (laughs) the Mavericks wanted this to go much longer. And, um, Dennis and them. Yeah, uh, escalating discussions was a, was a very interesting way to put it, and that's why I put it. In, that's why I said it at the beginning, and also put it as the title of this podcast: the escalating discussions. Uh, it, it's starting to ramp up now, and there's a reason why, and uh, it feels like we've we've kind of nailed down what the reason was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, there uh, there is two people uh, on the dance floor, two parties, and that's organization and Dennis. Ben and that's Jr. me and, and you. No, <laughs> exactly. So. And the trade deadline is February 7th. So we are, I mean, we're getting close to that. We are what? Three weeks away from that. Close, yes. Yeah. Three weeks away from, from that, from that deadline. So it's coming up. This is the time to start, you know, throwing out who's available trade targets and uh, we'll, we'll see a whole bunch. So when we go, when we go back, let's, uh, I want to spend a minute or so talking about why the fit with, with Luca from the games that we've seen, I think they've played about, I actually think they've played less than, 30 games together <laughs> but let's talk about the fit with with luca and how why the, either the mavericks or dennis's camp have come to this decision that they just don't really fit that well all right isaac so this whole idea of the fit with with uh with dennis smith jr um let's keep going through this this woad story coach rick carlisle and smith have struggled to find a common ground Leak and continue if you want to do okay stop stop me whenever we go through this league sources said the arrival of rookie of the year favorite Luka Doncic has pushed Smith off the ball and changed the trajectory of his role with the with the team Carlisle has often been frustrated with Smith's decision making league sources said okay well um, the last sentence of that means nothing to me I mean it, it the he's been frustrated with his decision making okay that a young point guard in the league it Yes. You can't you know you can't be spoiled with Luca. <laughs> Which Luca still like has turnovers and makes them just like a Warriors game the other day. I feel like he had like three turnovers trying to get in into DeAndre or something. Um but it's just it's gonna take time for Dennis to in any young point guard. The other part is what kind of what we just talked about is finding the common ground on when you take a guy like Dennis that is super talented and has all this skill and has all this upside that we built up all last year. Yeah, and I still think he's going to be good. We've talked about that. When you take that and you you have a certain trajectory of saying this is your path to being a star point guard with the ball in your hands, and then in the snap of a fingers, that whole future that you've had planned out 
and 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 preached to him is drastically changed, then yes, there is a <clears throat> finding that common ground and what you thought because every player in the league, and rightfully so, is focused on their career, team success, and winning all this stuff. But every player wants to make money, wants to have their career and accolades and all this stuff. That's just that's that's part of it. That's part of being a professional athlete. Like you do that. So you're asking him to, hey, we're going to center everything around you to be in a secondary piece. That's hard for somebody. He's still super young, and especially his agent and camp and all that stuff. Can you imagine going to them? Like, if they're looking at other situations, if there's an Orlando, like, imagine them just looking at Orlando and saying, they have no they have no guard in sight. They have DJ Augustine or something. And look at all these, like, <clears throat> big, like, bigs, young picks that, oh, my gosh, if he went into that system, that it would be centered, he would be running the show and, like, all that stuff. So you can't, you don't blame them. Like, that's the, that's the type of thing that buying into that secondary role at such a young age, you are changing the trajectory of your career and that that's it's hard to get somebody to buy into that so not not and i'm not i'm not saying it's all him it, it's hard to get camps and agents and stuff of saying a top 10 draft pick to say hey this is what we preached to you to be last year and now luca has changed everything you you see that we we talked about it from the summer until this moment we've talked about it a lot um that Dennis came into the, the NBA, and one thing that I, I've noticed a lot is we were really high on his pick-and-roll ability, and that's just a big thing that we just haven't seen very much. Uh, and it hasn't been a strong suit of his game like we thought it was going to be. And that that kind of limits him, I think, as, as well. Um, and this is not like a bash Dennis Smith Jr. kind of thing, but if, if he is And it never good, has been. We have said a thousand times we – if I know, but, it, but it, can traded, still, it can still sound like it if we just say, okay, here's all the negatives about Dennis Smith Jr. We just throw it out on the table and be like, okay, you, you know, it just sounds like and we people get the connotation that we're bashing him. We're not trying to. This, well, it's like, it's like OKC if it came down to them saying, hey. Ibaka and, or Harden and, when it was, you know, a couple years a couple years ago when they were deciding which one they wanted to trade or not. Oh, I don't want to bring that up in this situation <laughs> because let's hope that's not I know, but, but in that you had to bash one of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's like if OKC had to – they're obviously not these caliber players. If they had to choose between or if they had Durant and Westbrook and they're like, man, I don't think that – we really don't we really don't know if they're going to fit or not. And if Westbrook camps and like, no, we want a team centered around us. And if the organization's like, we just don't know if that's a you know right fit and they're trying to test it out. If you pick the superior star, which Luka is over Dennis right now, then it's – you're not bashing the other one. It's just it's just an order. There, Luca is. There's a reason why Luca could very well be an all star right now, and that's just he's a, he's a next level talent. So, just remember, it takes two to tango. So, but it only takes one to waltz. <laughs> no, I'm just totally kidding. I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it takes two to waltz as well. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and more of it will play out. I tweeted out tonight like a funny gif, and I was like, hey, there's more to the story. I went back on and made a joke. And I was like, I'm watching The Bachelor with my wife right now, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was about the um, about the dentist stuff and Maverick stuff, whatever. But there is. There's more to the story, and hopefully it comes out over the next 
however long. It'll probably come out more if if a trade. We should keep on saying if a trade happens. Uh, I mean, has, at this point, once you start stuff like this, it seems like it would be hard to for the road to end with Dennis staying on the team through the I trade mean, deadline. Like you tweeted however, out a little bit ago, Dennis is already tweet- liking things on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Uh, about the Mavericks uh, shopping him. So yeah, that is that is very very true. Um, but keep on going. All right. So the rest of this. So, um, but with with Rick Carlisle and Smith Jr. struggled to find a common ground. That that does seem like a new kind of thing, right? Like that's something that's something a little different. It's we have. I think I think common ground on his role. Like if Rick and them are saying we need you to be the secondary playmaker and play off Luca, and if Dennis is saying I I want the ball, like have Luca play off me. I'm not saying he is. But that's where I see the big difference between the two. I could see them, you know. Yeah, not agreeing on that. And you know what? Kudos to him for never showing any of that kind of frustration or stuff like that. You know, like we've seen him be frustrated, but it seems like he's frustrated with himself. Now, maybe we we misdiagnosed that. And he was when he was showing frustration on the court. It wasn't just with himself. It was with his role and what he was being asked to do. Um, <laughs> our uh, our favorite our favorite exclusive exclusive reporter just said, I can't do this. Uh <laughs> Source close to to the Mavs, yeah, no. Dennis Jr. says, "I have a gut feeling there is substance to this." <laughs> About no Dennis Jr. I can't, no, right. I can't comment on right, his so. report. <laughs> report. <laughs> his but, but but Dennis Jr. has been very so professional through all this. If he is as frustrated as it, it seems like he is, if he is, you know, struggling to have, find a common ground with with Rick and stuff like that. Um, but then also that we've seen little signs here and there of him, you know, sitting at the end of the bench and, you know, what was the, the one where he, when you, uh, we watched the game and like Luca did something, he just didn't even move off the bench or, or come up and, and, you know, join the huddle or things like that. Just little stuff like that, that we've noticed. Maybe and, and it has to suck for him because like, yes. I feel for him. Like I, man, I'm like, man, it just, it's just a luck of the cards because Literally, if the if the Mavericks drafted anybody else in this draft, for the most part, anybody else in the draft outside of like not another point guard, like any other Ford or off. If the Mavericks or, had taken De'Aaron Fox, is this a different situation? Um, in Dennis's draft, yeah, it's a different situation. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say because it you you want to say it would fit better because Fox is like having this breakout season, but. Fox would have to buy into playing off of Lucas some too. And, but like I so, said, but I was saying it feels for Dennis because if they draft anybody else, this is not going down this path. It's like, it's like you're in high, it's like you're in high school and you're a big time recruit and you're like, Oh, or like, let's say you're like a three-star recruit and you're going into like your senior year of high school. And you're like, man, this is going to be my big season. I've been, you know, going, working up through high school. I'm getting these college offers and all this stuff. And then a guy transfers into your high school and he immediately is like a five-star recruit. <laughs> and you're like, what? I've been building my career in high school and I'm so I'm so excited right now. And this five-star recruit comes in and takes my shine. And the team is obviously built around the five-star thing. And it's nothing against you, your talent. It's nothing against you and what you can go to in the future and be on a different team. But it, it just, it sucks that that was the luck and cards that was, was dealt to Dennis. And it's, it's been a weird season for him because he's had he's had to adjust so much and asking him a, a lot uh, of that and it sounds like before you know the past 24 48 hours Dallas was still willing to take that 
long, you know, long run at that of saying, hey, we realize it's going to take a while to adjust. We want to play the long card with this and say, hey, let's give it time. Uh, but there's two to tango with that. Wow, the Mavericks being patient with something. What is this? What is this new? What is this new thing that I'm hearing for the first time? But it takes two sides in agreement of that being patient. Isaac, do you do you want to say it takes two to tango again? Hey, it takes two to tango. That's going to be a theme of mine for the rest of this podcast. But and my theme is it's gonna it takes one to waltz. It takes one to waltz. <laughs> That's my theme. It takes one to floss. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about the teams that are involved, potential landing spots for Dennis with Jr., potential packages, the juicy stuff, Isaac. This is that, stuff, that we know of. This is stuff that people really want to hear. Let's talk about that coming up next. All right, Isaac. So the spots that have been talked about, uh, they were mentioned by Woj and Tim McMahon, Phoenix and Orlando. There was also a guy named Mitch Lawrence who is a serious XM NBA radio personality. Uh, he said the Pistons have talked to the Mavs about Dennis Smith Jr. per sources. And um, and then the guy from the Suns, John uh, Gambadoro, who has talked about this uh, from the Suns side and who seems like he's the fish of the Suns. Um, uh, no, no. He, stop. He, okay, well. It seems like the Mark Suns Stein and stuff be, to say. Yes, he is. Uh, Gambo is... I'm pretty sure he's tight with the owner and um, Robert Mark Stein and Mark Stein and other people have given him shout outs on pods and especially during the whole like Brooks fiasco thing of saying, Hey, like this guy's as plugged in as anybody. Like he, he, when he has Intel, like a lot of it is coming from ownership and stuff like that. And I'm just saying he sent out a tweet the other day regarding, um, yeah, and I scoffed at it Mavericks, and, was, yeah. and a lot of people made fun of that. And I'm just saying, that is not the farthest. And it said that Dennis truth. was upset with the situation, and uh, I noticed that. I left. I left that tweet alone. I did not like it. I did not retweet it. Did not comment on it and anything. And uh, yes, just you just yeah. All right. So uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, I take back the fish of the suns thing. He's he's the he's the dolphin of the suns. Um, he says the suns are no longer interested. <laughs> so maybe throw that out. Uh, as far as the Suns being, uh, he just now he just now tweeted that. That was the uh, see. We're getting real time info right now. When you saw that, you're getting it. When the Dallas Morning News tweeted that story out, um, just a little while ago, that was the source that they got from it. Oh, okay, uh, okay. Was was him? So, um, but if Phoenix was part of it, let's say Phoenix is part of it. Maybe that's just some tactic that you know, some hard to get kind of thing. Um, and then Orlando. Let's just take do, those two spots. Let's kind of rank the assets that they have. So let's just list all the assets that we're interested in. Um, do you think that the Mavericks are going to ask for a draft, some kind of draft pick, and potentially get a draft pick? Because I don't feel like with either of these teams, the Mavericks will get a first-round draft pick from this season. Okay, so there's basically like three routes Dallas could go with this. Could they try to get a win-now type of player? Is there a way to get like a um, – we talk about – Well, let's, uh, just, let's just start with the draft picks first. Do you think that they would get draft picks? Well, well, this is what I was going to say. I think that there's only a draft pick that comes into play if you um, if you can't get a win-now player and you can't get an A-lister potential guy that's like on the same level as Dennis in development. So like, let's say we're in this Phoenix-Orlando type thing and they can't get any of these names that everybody's talking about right now, the Isaacs and the you know, Bombas and Bridges and Jackson, like all this different stuff. If they can't get any of those guys – 
and it comes down to like which I, we if you know whatever if it turned into like a like a, a lower caliber player and a first round pick that like I if that was what it turned into like we hope it's not but that would be the only route like if it if they could, if they got a first round pick and then a player that wasn't like a higher caliber like, like Phoenix has of. Milwaukee's pick this year coming up <sighs> But it's like heavily protected, though. We, like, oh, that's true. It has yeah, weird, that. weird protection, so it it would probably be a 2020 pick. And so if I, that's the case, like I don't know, like yeah, it just depends on what player you'd attach with that pick. So that's where the draft pick stuff comes in. But. Isaac Harris. Oh. There's a player on the Orlando Magic that has missed the last three games, who has been inactive the last three games. Would you like to take a stab at who it is? Um, well, is it a, a player that uh, people got upset with us about earlier in the season we're talking about? It is a player people got upset about us when we talked about it in a potential trade for Dennis. And a hypothetical, it was a hypothetical trade at that point. Mo Bamba has missed the last three games. He's been inactive the last three games. Oh, snap. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, okay, well, okay. Do we want to rank these players where we Let's do it. Okay, so we don't think that we don't we're not going to put draft picks in this. We're just going to look at specifically players. So for Orlando, there seems to be three guys that I would be interested in. Uh Aaron Gordon, Mo Bamba, and Jonathan Isaac. Correct. I think no, the, Fournier. No, just kidding. No, not interested in Fournier. Those are the only three players <laughs> I feel like I would be be excited if one of those came back with Dennis. Uh yes. So okay. So then with <coughs> then with Phoenix, there's uh kind of a different thing. They're obviously, you know, Devin Booker, DeAndre, and I don't think that they're gonna get hit them back in a in a Dennis trade. Uh, which leaves like Mikhail Bridges, Josh Jackson, D'Anthony Melton, and TJ Warren. Those seem to be no. the, the those are the four guys that, that be interested in coming back. Which, which one are you saying no to? TJ Warren? Um I've, I I think TJ Warren's underrated, but if you're going to um, reshuffle the cards with Dennis Smith Jr., which is, um, I I think it has to be somebody more than T.J. Warren or D'Anthony Melton. Either one of those two, they're off the board for me. Unless you get like, yeah, you know, good draft pick compensation. <laughs> but even that, like, I don't. I think it just comes down to so you just want you just want to do the, those five guys: Gordon, Bamba, yes. Isaac, Bridges, Jackson. Yes. All right. Let's let's power rank those five then. Okay. Well, I think okay. We'll power rank the five. Start with one or five. Start with one. It's easier. Okay. <laughs> one for me is difficult. Um, was difficult for me to really think about because it's one of these two routes of like, do you, if they can get if they could get any of those five, you you get Aaron Gordon. But here's the thing. Yeah, with I'm the, with, with you. The, Aaron Gordon, by the way, I think he's younger than than Jalen Brunson. Uh, Aaron Gordon is still 23 years old, and just let me tell you his contract that he just signed. It's a very weird contract. Contract 21.5 this year, then it turns into 19.8 next year, then the year after that turns into 18.1, then the year after that in 2021-22, when Aaron Gordon is 21, roughly 25 or 26 years old, he'll be making 16.4 million. You know what's going to be a bargain contract? Is Aaron Gordon at 26 years old making 16.4 million? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that his, his contract goes in descending order. 
um, a great trade piece for uh, for the Magic, but I have to put him one. I've went full circle on Aaron Gordon of trying to figure out how uh, where he would fit in different teams, how Orlando's going to use him and everything. But just with his age and his his type of skill yeah, set, he's a year older than Jalen Brunson. My mistake. One year older. <laughs> That's wild. That's still crazy. That's he's been in the league five years already. He's on his second contract. I mean, he's averaging 15 points a game right now. 15 points, seven rebounds, three assists, uh, shooting 35% from three. Um, Nick and I were talking about before we hit record on this. <clears throat> it's I'm not trying to say like the Draymond type. He's not Draymond. But having a guy, putting a guy like Aaron Gordon next to Luka and saying, hey, we don't, we're not going to try to clarify what position you are, four or five, whatever. He gives you that versatility and – Put him at the four. Put him at the you know, five in some of these lineups, and he's shown in 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 small glimpses that he can hit the three. What can he do? I mean, yeah, I I think if if we're out of these five, Aaron Gordon hits the is the only one outside of probably Mikael Bridges, but Aaron Gordon more that would hit the hit the spot of improve your team now, but still being young enough to where you could still like develop him some too. If you know it. And you have him under contract for a while on a, on a pretty reasonable deal. Very for that. And a trade. But it would t- well, I was going to say, if you, if you saw the Woj article pulled up, can you read the part about Wesley Matthews? Because obviously Aaron Gordon makes $21.5 million this year. You couldn't do a straight-up Dennis Smith Jr. for Aaron Gordon deal. Woj in his Yeah, well, uh, they mentioned in the in. I don't have it exactly pulled up in front of me, but what they had is uh, they have explored trades for Weston Matthews in the past as well. Yeah, so like uh, that they're you know, Wes is obviously in this um, you know, expiring contract roughly around 18 million, 18 million and stuff. So there is a world in which if they did pursue that. Would they have to give up more for the Magic to unload Aaron Gordon? I've seen Cole Zwicker already talk about it on Twitter, saying, "Man, Aaron Gordon next to Luca and Dallas's system, all this type of stuff." You know, because uh, if you put Matthews is eighteen point six with Dennis Smith Jr.'s three point eight, um, that's you're hovering right around at that point with the Aaron Gordon twenty one point five. Uh, and all that stuff. So Orlando obviously has that log jam up front of Aaron Gordon and Bamba and Jonathan Isaac. And what do they do with Vucevic going forward and all that stuff. So, yeah, uh, I would be interested to see if Orlando would actually move on from Gordon. Uh, but, yes, I would put Aaron Gordon number one. Wow. I'm glad we finished that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you guys wonder why we always go so long, just take that answer for who of the five we put number one and just put it against all of our podcasts. And that's why some of them went two, went, went a whole hour when they I'm want us to ta- stay. I'm not going to talk 30 minutes on Josh Jackson. When they say under, he's number five. Um, number, <laughs> number. Although we would talk about him if he's a maverick while you're listening to Oh my to gosh. This. Yes, we would. We have to do a whole deep dive. And, yeah. Um, man. Who do you so, have it to? N- number two for me is tough. It's it's between Bamba and Bridges. Okay. I feel like it's still Bamba just because of the, the crazy upside. Uh, I had him ab- above Bridges in my draft board, and I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with Bamba number two. 
same same basic reason for me. I mean, I had we love Mikel Bridges. Somebody tweeted at me again the other day, and like, oh man, you got me loving Mikel Bridges and wish he was a Maverick and all this stuff. But we love Mikel. Uh, we had both had Mikel. Nick mentioned it the other day on the pod at five and six on our draft boards, basically seven or something. Uh, but like Nick, we both had Mo Bamba over him, and I would still lean that way uh, at the current moment. Mo Bamba is twenty years old. Like and it's not like old. he's Jaleel Okafor either, you know. Like he has no, real no. skills that'll translate to this NBA, you know. Just because he's not playing uh, as much as we thought he would with with Orlando, he's, he's being outplayed obviously by Vucevic, who's just been, you know, like almost an All Star this year. So kind of can't hold that against him as much. It's he's sort two of, years younger than Bridges. And you know Mo Bamba is yes yeah, yeah. and it, it's just two totally different roles like when, like if I if I had to put them like like Bamba's two A Bridges is two B you know as far as yeah because you get Bamba and you need this next to Luca this rim rolling guy he could he can roll to the rim he can spot out and hit the three which is like the added bonus and he can play defense like you know and have that massive wingspan we've talked about. The, those are the guys, the Bamba, Bridges, Jonathan Isaac, even Josh Jackson. Those are the four guys that I would put in that same type of category with Dennis to where you're just all you're at this point, you're flip flopping upside for upside. <laughs> yeah. Upside for upside. It's just a matter of fits and roster needs at that point. So still going to take time. It was going to take time with Dennis also. I don't understand Twitter hating on, well, Bomba's raw and all this stuff. Dennis is raw right now, too, in this type of system. Yeah. So it was going to take Dennis time. So why not you? So And it's way yeah. easier in today's NBA for point guards to put up numbers than centers. Exactly. Exactly. Now, if we move on to Bridges, Mikel would be a perfect fit next to Luka. Yes. I mean, for the next decade. He can play two, uh, he can play three, he can play spot four. You know, he can guard one through some fours, you know. like He, he can he, light up shot over 40% from, at three in Villanova. Man, you would pair together Mikhail and Jalen Brunson back together from their Villanova days. Yeah. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, everything that I've heard, Mikhail's just an awesome guy. And uh, we're huge Mikhail Bridges fans. So, Bridges yeah, shooting that, just under 35% from three so far this season. That, that's a good sign. I like that. Huh. Well, I I would love him next to next to Luca. Either one of those guys uh, would be great. But if Gambo is saying that the Suns are not interested, okay. Yeah. So those are those those are basically two. They're both two. Bamba a little bit ahead of Mikael Bridges. Number four for me is Jonathan Isaac. He's the ideal. The, he's the theoretical like stretch four that can also play some spot five. I remember Jonathan Charks had a whole article you know before he was drafted talking about how Jonathan Isaac should be used as a five in the NBA. Um, and so that would be the idea of Jonathan Isaac. He's just not shooting well. I think he's shooting still like under 30% from three. I think it was like 26% last time I checked. 29% right now. Okay, it went up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would take a little bit longer for Jonathan Isaac. It would take a little bit longer. Uh, what do you think? Who would take longer, Isaac or Bamba or both? Um, I think, who man, I think that, Isaac that's has some hard. stuff right now that's already translated to the NBA. His shot has not necessarily. Yeah, that'd be hard. It would be hard too right now. It, like, let's say they brought in Bamba. What what do they do? Like, what do you, to bring? What do the in? Mavericks do? 
Yeah, like in their rotation, do you just bench Dwight Powell? Yeah, well, so, say, so the like, Mavericks, they lose a point guard to season-ending injury. They trade a point guard away, and then they bring in another center. <laughs> a seven-footer, you know. So there might probably be counter, counter moves Hey, that, we but. saw Dirk, Maxey, and Dwight play together the other night against the Warriors, so maybe they they try more stuff like that. But 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 here that's but a joke. Your, that's a joke. Isaac didn't laugh, but it was a joke. Here's your counterpoint. I mean, here's the the push for the Bridges Jonathan Isaac stuff. The, this league is is the wing heavy league right now. You see what what Houston's trying to do with James Harden and put these guys around him that can defend and stuff. Try like, to take 17 threes and miss 16 of them. Is that what he's trying to do? <laughs> like Bridges, I mean, like you know, yeah, like Bridges alongside Luca, Jonathan Isaac would basically be the four or you know four slash five version of Bridges to where hey man, theoretically the six ten super long wingspan, uh, former you know this top ten draft pick you know just a year ago, man, what a kind of like the same argument we made for Aaron Gordon that he could play the four and the five. <clears throat> Man, that see him develop alongside Luca, and that your dream would be Jonathan Isaac would be your three and D wing defender alongside Luca to guard the Durants and these guys of the world. But he's obviously not there now. So, I yeah, I would be thrilled with any of those those guys if they went that route. If they decide to you know make that type of move. Josh Jackson is the last one. You would not be thrilled if he was was. No, I mean, I don't want. No, I wouldn't say not be thrilled. Like I, he's been thrilled is better. different than than and op, than optimistic. I think thrilled would be like you you are excited about this. You have you know you think that this could be good, but and you you obviously know I, I love Jonathan Isaac too because of a lot of his off the court stuff too. I love what Jonathan Isaac's about off the court. He is a uh, pineapple farmer in his uh, off season. So he, uh, Isaac is, uh, he also has the same name as Isaac, but uh, last name and first name. So they have that in common that if they ever got married, that Isaac and Isaac, Isaac's name would be Isaac Isaac. So he, he enjoys that. I just know that if that (laughs) happened, I could get two Mavs jerseys, him and Devin beside each other. And that'd be my name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, like, oh, you got I'm a glad that's jersey? what you're thinking about in all of this. <laughs> uh, but no, I you would just frame would them. Be... Just frame both of them. Both <laughs> It'll say Isaac other. Harris, and it's spelled right too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but no, I wouldn't be upset with Josh Jackson. I obviously put him five on this list, but he's still super young. He's been playing better as late. He's a, a super energy wing and stuff like that. So. I would prefer Bridges and Isaac over him, but he's not a guy that where if they traded for him, I'm like, oh my gosh, I would just be like, oh okay, Let, let's let's deep dive into him and let's see how he fits next to Luca. Like I wouldn't be upset with it. And he just lit up the Mavericks the other night, so it'd be fitting. Yeah, yep. Oh man, Th- those are the five. That that's what we're looking from those for. two teams. There is a potential like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. West Matthews for Aaron Gordon works straight up in the trade machine. Yeah, with with Woj tweeting the West Matthews thing that they are still okay. Another small tidbit out there that Nick and I just like halfway joked about before this podcast. West Matthews didn't get put back into that game at the end of the fourth quarter the other what? night against Golden State. What? And uh, you're like, oh my gosh, why'd they leave Brunson or Finney Smith and all that stuff in there? But anyway, if y'all want to put your, did I get this right? Ten full hats on. Yes, yes, you used this in the correct. Yeah, you used that in the correct connotation. (laughs) Why he didn't come back in in the fourth quarter and set out the rest of that game, Um, but hey, it's kind of like we talked about who put the story out, which camp, and all this stuff. And you have to assume other teams are making calls right now. 
uh, putting in their yeah, flyers. Yeah, like this guy said, their... the Pistons. Are you interested in any Pistons guys? Does Luke Kennard no. interest you? No, get off. Does Stanley no, Johnson a... interest you in his 38% from field goal range? Now, okay, I will say I've – I will say I'm more of a Drummond believer than you are. Um, it's not that if, I don't believe in Drummond. I fully believe in Drummond. I believe that Drummond is the brings the exact same things that DeAndre does, and we'd be very frustrated with it. But just be yes, we would be frustrated with it. But I, I'm I'm not completely. I like out how you say Drummond. frustrated. Frustrated, my bad. Um, <laughs> so you'd be totally out if they pursued like DeAndre Dennis type thing for De, for Drummond. Oh, together. Interesting for Drummond. Not say I would be out on that. I just would understand what's coming back to the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, but I, I also I think I'm out on the idea of spending so much for a center that doesn't bring you anything offensively. Okay, and not not that he doesn't bring anything offensively, but you know you understand he's not a Towns, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you have to assume other teams might be calling this. What you know is is a new does New York make a call and say, hey, we have you know Nelikina and this type of deal, and could they want to sw- swap out those type of things? Is is somebody like Washington still in making calls and wanting to switch some things up and see if they want to get a. Uh, you know, if they want to mix some things up, people's throwing out Otto Porter a lot and talked about it on the pod some. I'm not you know, interested in Otto t- Porter anymore. I watched him <laughs> the other night. He didn't do anything, and I'm out. Um, you, you know, you have going to irrationally <laughs> say that I'm out on Otto Porter. Uh, I saw somebody on Twitter tonight said, "Hey, what about Rozier and a pick for Dennis <laughs> uh, to go Just to Boston? Straight up switch them. Yeah, well, unhappy Ro- situation yeah, from unhappy Terry situation. Terry Rozier and, and, a, and a draft pick for for Dennis, and they have enough. Um, what do they have? They have Sacramento's, <laughs> Memphis, and Cl- the Clippers first round picks this year. They have, Which one would they you rather have? Time. You have to take it right now. So you're getting Rozier and a, and one of those picks for Dennis. Now this is obviously hypothetical. I don't think the Celtics would do this, but uh, which pick would you want to get? The Clippers, the Grizzlies, or the Kings? Probably that Grizzlies pick. Ooh, I think Grizzlies are headed down a very dark path. <laughs> Yeah, Zach Lowe just said that too. And and I oh, joked and your with Nemesis Nick. is going to be out for like a month. Kyle Anderson. Kyle Anderson. Oh man, let's bring him in. No, no, I, I jo- no. <laughs> we can't I, bring your nemesis in. He has to stay your nemesis. And I joked with Nick the other day. We were texting and stuff, and I was like, man, if Memphis put Mike Conley on the deal, what would it like? Dallas you know, pursued it before. Would they even pursue it now? How much of a win now are they in now? He's older and all this stuff. I don't think they would. It's a lot of money. And uh, you know all that stuff, but I would just say there's there's a lot of different teams right now that could be making their uh, their calls to Dallas, and I wouldn't just put it on these two. These two have obvious connections uh, because they're young teams that need point guards that would really maximize Dennis's potential. I believe, like yeah. if Dennis went to the Suns or the Magic. I think we the bounce that, bros, Aaron Gordon and Dennis with Jr. We've been talking about and, them, and that's the thing. Like it's gonna be tough. Like I'm just warning people, it's gonna be tough. I think for some Mavs fans, if this if a, the trade happens, because Dennis is gonna go there. He's a very passionate and very um, expressive, um, expressive uh, guy, and very. Uh, what what's up? Competitive. He's a very competitive guy. He's gonna go in there. He might even say something wherever his new home. Like if he goes somewhere, he might even say something like, "Man, I I want to prove some people wrong. Like I want to like he's gonna be no, more no, no, motivated." No. Dennis Mudjie doesn't prove people he wrong. People he, right. pro- he pro- proves the people that believe in him right. That's what he wants to do. 
and <laughs> and it's gonna be rough for some Mavs fans because he's probably gonna go on it. They're gonna whatever team it is, they're gonna feature him as the primary ball handler. You're gonna see highlights like look and where it looks like he was last year. He's gonna be throwing down some monster dunks. And you know what? We should be sitting there saying, and I'm going to be, I'm gonna be sitting there rooting him on all day long. And I, I can't wait to see what he can, what if he went somewhere and like what he could do. But you're gonna see Mavs fans on Twitter. Oh my gosh, that could be in Dallas. Blah blah blah. Sometimes you just can't have the best of both worlds. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta pick one. If you're listening to this, sorry, David Locke, we're just gonna we're just going long on this pod. It's just happening. It's just oh, we got more stuff. It's happening. just what it is. We just got a great tweet uh, from yeah. our guy Corey Wages, who I know listens a lot and tweets us a lot. A lot of things have more meaning now. One. Dennis with Jr. and J.J. Brea always alternating time. Yes. That that just makes sense because it didn't work, but also yeah. this probably has something to do with it. Two, Cuban making his mixtape comment. No comment. I also have no comment on that. Three, Dennis with Jr.'s injuries. Yes, we've we've mentioned this, that you know Dennis with Jr. coming out of – Do you think the, the wrist thing was real, though? Because we saw him shoot, and it just didn't, it didn't look – I'm not – every all of these injuries are real. Aren't real? I said are real. All of these injuries are real. Oh, okay. It's just yes. I, I, we think the back thing is the difference between being injured and being hurt. Could Dennis all, Smith Jr. play on Wednesday if he really wanted to? All of these injuries are real. Number four, West sitting during the last couple fourths, and he hasn't even listened to the podcast yet, so he came to that conclusion himself. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, like the past couple of fours, I can't remember the. I was just, I was just joking, speculating that I'm like, like, because it was. But so maybe odd, we've like, complained so much about him that we're just we when we don't see him, we don't even think about him because we're just so glad that he's not in the game. <laughs> no, I, I actually know, like I actually kind of wanted him in the game the other night. I was like, oh wow. Uh, when it was against Steph Curry and these guys, and we had Brunson out there, which Brunson's playing well, but still. Okay, I know we don't like to do this, but Fish just tweeted that even their oh. girlfriends have become BFFs. Has Dennis and Luca's girlfriends become friends? Have I missed this? Is this a thing? <laughs> um, no comment. I have I have <laughs> not seen any of this. This is. I just played. The, I just played the fifth. This on is news to me. Things. I gotta do an Instagram deep dive. All right. Guys, we appreciate you guys listening to Locked on Mavs, as always. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, so some a lot of people tweeted us and said, are you guys doing an emergency pod? No, we're just doing a podcast because we do yes. podcasts every single day, and you know yes, where to for go some, for your podcast. For some people, it's emergency pods. For us, that yes. literally podcast every single day, it's part of it. Now, we will say if something happens over the next you know day or so, 24, 48 we'll hours. We'll bump the timetable up for it. Yes, we could bump the timetable. I will say this. Uh, you're listening to this either late Monday night or early Tuesday morning. A lot of you guys uh, listen at those time frames. The Mavericks have practice at 10.30 a.m. on Tuesday. Ooh. So uh, media availability is going to be around noon. So... Man, this story obviously opened up a huge can of worms on what's going to happen if if nothing happens before that practice. Man, it's going to be wild. You know, is is Dennis at practice? Um, you know, Carlisle's going to get asked about it. How they dance around the question? Um, whatever player talks to the media is going to have to dance around the question, and uh, it's going to be interesting. There's obviously a game on Wednesday. How long does this drag out? With Woj tweeting that. Um, you have to think it probably wouldn't drag out too much longer, um, but we'll just see. Some of you might be listening to this, and something has already happened. Yeah, but, yeah, this is old news already. <laughs> uh, but that's why we're going to try to get this out, and and uh, we'll be ready. Yeah, definitely. 
we're uh, we're excited to see where this goes. It's, it's exciting. We love trades and that stuff. Um, uh, oh dang, uh, never mind. <laughs> we'll talk what? about this afterwards. But uh, guys, we appreciate you listening to Locked On Maps and being tuned in with us. And uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. Bye.